Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This is Good Morning Liberty. Well, what is going on, all of our Liberty-loving friends? Welcome back to another fantastic episode of Good Morning Liberty. I'm one of the hosts here, Charles Chuck Thompson, with me as always in his dumb bleep of the week hat. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Some on TikTok would say the far-left extremist, Mr. Nathaniel Paul Thurston. They really don't get the sarcasm on there, huh? They don't. They don't understand it. Like even the Trump Jesus video yesterday. You know, not everyone gets not everyone the sarcasm. understands the sarcastic jokes, especially on dumb bleep. Sarcasm is really heavy on dumb bleep yes. for sure. Mm-hmm. And so this is a if it's your first show, first time listening, welcome. I can kind of understand the confusion though. Yeah, sure. Because you know we talk about liberty and people's rights. Yeah, and you would think that you know with what the left is, well, with what the left does, mm-hmm. that, that we'd we, just be gaslighting. That people? we would just be gaslighting yeah. people. No, we're not. But it's it's sarcasm because we actually do believe in life, liberty, and the pursuit of meaning and truth. Yep. And we do a show about that every single day of the week when we want to. If it's your first day on Fridays, we do Dumb Bleep of the Week. The live group gets to throw in their submissions for Dumb Bleep of the Week. I send in my own also. I'm emailing myself all week. Uh, so you can hit us up in our private Discord not in the classified documents channel. It's in the dumb bleep of the week channel. So you send in really dumb things over there. And so uh, go to joingmail.com, join the Fed Haters Club, and you can add in entries for dumb bleep. So I don't think we have to explain anything else. Let's go into number one. Let's do it. Okay, here we go. First off, right after our show yesterday, they did identify who the leaker of the top secret documents was. It's a weird thing to me. I don't know how... This guy, Jack, this 21-year-old Air National Guardsman got access to the documents. It's kind of weird to me. Mm. Uh, But anyway, Ed Krasenstein of the twin Krasensteins, they're terrible. They're just really... I've always been curious about the twin thing. You know, they talk about twins. And I wanted to ask him, like, are they both equally dumb, you think? (laughs) Or are there just slight differences? Yeah. Well, you're saying the apple didn't fall too far from the same tree. No, these two apples fell down same spot, yeah. only in the same place. Anyway, there's Ed, also there's also twins on the on the right. I can't remember what their names are right now, but they they're the pretty, Hodge twins. Yeah, yeah, the Hodge twins. Since so it's Pen- like they're competing against each other. He says since Pentagon top secret documents leaker, Air National Guardsman Jack. It's like Tahara or something is how you say that is seemingly. Now remember, he starts off by saying seemingly Mm -hmm. a far right pro gun racist. Do we get to blame Trumpism on the document leak like Republicans blame the Nashville mass shooting on transgenderism? Now he's trying to make fun of 
Republicans blaming the shooting on transgenderism, while also he's just trying to tie Trump to this document leak and the Mm -hmm. fact that the guy looks like a far-right extremist, as he's going to paint him to be. Right. Said, I'm so tired of the right using crimes to label entire groups of people as criminals. (laughs) This really is the first time. I'm so tired of the right doing what we have done for years. This, it is a... A double standard that has taken place here where for years... There's nothing that makes me matter, by the way, <laughs> than double standards. For years, it's just been, you know, white guys that are the problem and when it comes to these. He and does it in the sentence before. I know. He says seemingly, but he he calls him a far-right pro-gun racist. Yeah. My response to it, which is doing pretty well right now, is that... Um, uh, how did I say it? If you want to blame, I basically said that I think the right would be okay with being blamed for documents showing how the U.S. government has been lying to us so they can continue stealing our money. Like, I, I think they'd be fine with that if yeah. you want to blame it on them. Right. Um, sure. You, They can blame three small school children getting murdered and three other adults on transgenderism, and you can blame uncovering U.S. government secrets and how we're fomenting World War Three on the right. I guess we yeah. can. Uh, let's just call it even. Yeah. Problem solved. There's number one, Ed Krasenstein. Well, and he follows it up at the very end there. Go back one. He said that there are good and bad people from all different walks of life, including Republican, Democrat, straight, gay, white, black, short, tall, skinny, overweight, etc. Mm. Which is not an untrue statement. No, there, it's a true. Which statement. means we should judge people by the content of their character as individuals mm. and not collectively group people together. Like, straight white males are also far-right extremist racists. Yeah, and like all Republicans are responsible for anyone who's ever killed by a gun. Yeah. Also, like yeah. That, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Which he's never done, I'm yeah. sure. It's the, it's the double standard. Uh, Rules for thee, but not for me. Number two, this, uh, just a little bit of backstory here. Remember we talked about uh, that Uber driver, Daniel Perry, uh, who killed Garrett Foster... Convicted of murder. Convicted last week, found guilty of murder. Well, Greg Abbott, governor of Texas, is wanting to uh, pardon Perry right now. He lays out in this thing, uh, Texas's stay your ground laws in this post and talks about wanting to parole or talking about the board of pardons and paroles and wanting to pardon this person. And and Kurt Bardella or Bardea says... This is the governor of Texas endorsing the murdering of black people. He was white. (laughs) White Both of them are white. He's a white guy. Yeah. They're both both people white. As as far as my eyes can tell. This it's like it's like the Rittenhouse situation where where he was racist. Luckily we have community notes, Charlie, and then his response to those things. He said, if you don't see the connection between the Texas governor pardoning someone who murdered someone participating in a protest about social justice and how that sends the signal that shooting people of color is endorsed by the state, you're part of the problem. Well, there we go. There we go. That was after... If you defend yourself in a place where black people could be, (laughs) or the cause may be supposedly about... Black yeah. people. Yeah. Then the state is there, thereby, if they want to pardon you, endorsing your right to murder black people. 
I, you can and connect the dots perfectly you, between all those things. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You just gotta lay Easy. the you just gotta lay the dots out. <laughs> That's it. All right, real real quick, we don't have the article, but we we did this earlier in the week. It needs to be in dumb bleep of the week. And needs so to be voted on. Uh, so what happened there, Charles? FBI documents associate internet slang like "based" and "red pill" with extremism. Mm-hmm. So remember the uh, the red pill thing had to do with you thinking that you were somehow a victim of some corruptive, cor- corrupted state. Of systemic. Yeah. It, it's a systemic problem. It was hilarious. And this could, of course, mean that you are, uh, that you're some type of an extremist. Unless you think you're a victim of some type of corruption and it happens to be that you're like on the left. And it's a blue pill. And it's a blue pill, which is fine, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. So uh, that was number three. See how quick we made it through that? Look at that. One, two, three. Just rolling through. That's number one, bang, bang, bang. twos, and threes. Number four, Chuck. All right. This is from Chris uh, Bertman. Uh, BBC responds to receiving Twitter's government-funded media label. Uh, the outlet is, and always has been, independent. We are funded by the British public through the license fee. Yes. Not government-funded media. They're funded by the public through the license fee where they send out a bill to everyone like a tax and they force you to pay it. And you know, you just Mm. end up in prison if you refuse to pay the BBC. (laughs) But uh, definitely not government funded though. Yeah. BBC literally stands a British broadcasting company. I don't know what that sounds. Yeah. British broadcasting corporation corporation. Sorry. Mm -hmm. So it's it's still government funded. Government funded. So, like we now we get to one that's going to bog us down here for a second. Okay. Okay. So we just ran through one through four so fast, so quick, running like a train. Included in this week's dumb bleep of the week is going to be some of the stuff from Tennessee, where last weekend Kamala Harris made her way down to Nashville, Tennessee, gave a speech, riled everyone up, talking about how we lost our democracy, people lost their voices. Because they broke the rules and ended up getting in trouble for it. Okay. For it? For it. I got a cowboy she hat on so today, tiny. man. She's so tiny. She does. Is she really I short? I guess so. Maybe I just never... that person right there is real big. Gloria Johnson. Is she super tall? I don't know. But then look at the the yeah. men around. That's they Justin look... Jones. Uh, I don't know who's short and who's tall in this scenario. We'll see. Okay. That's the first part. This is going to be several things having to do with the Tennessee situation. Uh, then we have a video here with the Justins, Jones, and Pearson talking to meet the press, talking about the democracy going on down here in Tennessee. And so let's see what they had to say about the state of our Tennessee democracy. And Representative Jones, Gloria Johnson was telling us, I think you were on with me on, earlier in the week, how they've changed the rules even since you got elected and even since Representative Pearson got elected of like just on the House floor, explain some of the rule changes that were made just in the last few years on expressing dissent on the House floor. 
Well, they've limited debate to, to what they say is five minutes, but in reality, you ask one question, they'll spend five minutes answering it, and your time is up. You can't reclaim your time. Or the speaker, Cameron Sexton, an autocrat, will not even call on you. We'll call the question, um, we'll cut off all debate. Um, when we went to outside to support the protest, both myself and my brother, Representative Pearson, our, our voting machines were turned off, so we couldn't vote on the House floor. Um, the speaker, you know, I mean, he, he runs the Capitol like it's his private palace. And so there is no democracy in Tennessee. Tennessee is the most undemocratic state in the nation. Um, even in committees, you're silenced from talking about the issues. When we tried to talk about the issue of mass shootings that plagued our community, um, we were silenced. And all they offered our community were moments of silence, in fact, and, and, and empty thoughts and prayers. And, and our community deserves more than that. But instead of responding to the grief and trauma of our community, the House Speaker Cameron Sexton once again silenced us even right. the day of our protest. And that's what. All right. So the autocrat. The autocrat. <laughs> he runs it like it's his own palace. Now. Charlie, I don't know if you know this, but the Speaker of the House, who's going to be a member of the majority party, mm -hmm. uh, they're going to be setting rules on the way that the House takes care of their business. And operates. In most places around the country, and then even in the U.S. House, you have specific amounts of time that you are allotted to be able to speak. And so that's just a thing. And by the way, the way that they choose who the Speaker of the House is, it's going to be the majority party, very democratic nature, whichever party. It doesn't have to be the majority party. It's Well, yeah, that's true. They can. The House votes on who the Speaker of the House yeah. is going to be. Assuming the Tennessee laws are like the, the U.S. laws. Yeah. But uh, that's chosen democratically, and all of those people are elected democratically. And then they set rules in place. And if you don't like those rules then there is no democracy in Tennessee. Mm. And so democracy is when you get what you want. Just so you know. Yeah. That, that's what that actually is. So that's here, what he's arguing for, which is wrong, by the way. That's sarcasm. No, thank you that's for what, clarifying. I just feel like we need to clarify, you know? Okay. Uh, oh, look, Ed Krasenstein, we're still on Tennessee right now. He says one of the Tennessee three, Glory Johnson, super tall, just told CNN this morning, uh, that Republican in Tennessee House Criminal Justice Committee said he wants to bring back lynchings. Don't tell me that racism doesn't exist in America. All right, so we'll listen to the clip of her saying this. It is true that someone said that they wanted to bring back something. Uh, but let's hear what she said. A few weeks ago that one of my colleagues in our Criminal Justice Committee, um, we, were, we had a bill, they have a bill to bring back the firing squad and the electric chair. And one of my colleagues said, I think we should bring back hanging by a tree. Um, he literally suggested lynching. All right. No, I hate it when people say literally and then they say something not literal afterwards. <laughs> one of my pet peeves. Yeah. It's literally one of my pet peeves. Yeah. Okay. Um, hanging by a tree is not the same thing as lynching. Okay, lynching actually has a definition. Now, it is true that many lynchings end where people ended up being hung by a tree. But not everyone who has been put to death by hanging was a lynching. Those two are not mutually exclusive to each other. Okay, so lynching has a definition. Now, why would they do this in Tennessee? We don't like the death penalty anyway. No. Okay, we're not fans of that. In Tennessee, by the way, they're having a really tough time doing their death penalty because they do the lethal injection. It's insanely expensive to do, and they're having a hard time finding drug companies to actually supply the drugs uh, to do this. 
And the companies are charging a crazy amount too because you're literally supplying drugs to, to kill someone. Right. And so they've actually had, I believe, I don't know if they have botched ones here in Tennessee or not, but there have been some around the country I've heard of. And you know what? I don't want them to put people to death anyway. Don't believe in the death penalty. But instead, they've talked about firing squads and this guy said, hanging someone by a tree. Used to be hangings, you know, for... For the death penalty yeah. used to be a thing. Now, I think you could probably do better than a tree in today's day and age. And I don't know if there's any trees big enough in the general vicinity of the Capitol around there to be able to, to do that kind of thing. Maybe Bicentennial Mall, like that area back there. It seems like there's some big trees back there. Uh, but anyway, I, I, I reckon we ought to actually play the clip of the guy saying this. But I do. And I was just wondering about... Uh... Could I put an amendment on that? It would include hanging by a tree also. And uh, and also, uh, I would like to sign on to your bill, sir. Thank you. Okay. I, you know, the, uh, the delivery was wrong, in my opinion. <laughs> if, I'm just saying, if you, if you want to have hanging, uh, we can talk about that in the context of the death penalty if you want to. I think it's better than some ways. I think firing squad's best way, in my opinion. <laughs> if you're going to do it, I'm saying if we're going down this this road of having executions. I don't think we should have executions. I agree with you. So I agree with you. I'm just saying if you're going to do it, firing squad's a pretty good way to do it. You know, it's cheap, <laughs> it's quick, fast. Oh, ammunition's pretty expensive. It's not as expensive as these drugs yeah. they're paying for. Lynching, by the way, is a form of violence in which a mob, under the pretext of administering justice without a trial executes a presumed offender, often after inflicting torture and corporal mutilation. The term lynch law refers to self-constituted court that imposes sentences on a person without due process of law. All right, so that is what it is when you conduct a lynching, okay? Used to happen a lot in the U.S., mm. and we know it used to happen a lot to black people in the U.S. It's a terrible thing. Okay, so just a little bit more of how racist Republicans are. Well, now, Charles... That, here's the thing. I, I don't know that particular representative. It, perhaps he may be a racist. And could be. He could be alluding to the fact that he wants to hang black people by a tree. I don't know. Could be. I don't know. But you can't say that he wants to bring lynching and therefore, by default, because one representative said this, now all Republicans are mm -hmm. racist and the entire state of Tennessee is racist. It's used for that context to, right. to make it all seem like that. Right. And remember Ed Cranstonstein, Kranz, Kranz, whatever your good name is. That's it. You nailed it. Yeah. You said that we should judge individuals, basically. Mm -hmm. One person doesn't represent, and there are bad people in all walks of life. On both sides. Republican, Democrat, gay, straight, tall, short, fat, ugly. That's going to take forever if you're going to list every different I, kind of person. You know, <laughs> according to you, we can't just make blanket statements. Yet, he turns around and does the exact same thing. That's weird. Okay. By the well, way, no one who believes in liberty believes in the death penalty, by the way. So. That's a pretty blanket statement right there. Well. <laughs> it is. <laughs> no one who believes in the value of life, let's say. <laughs> uh, Charlie said that, not me. Chuck, we talked about this yesterday. 
We're just real quick, number six right here, because if we're going to talk about Tennessee, and we talked about all the protests and all the BS that happened over the last couple of weeks here in Tennessee, what did the Tennessee governor turn around and do, Charles? Well, Governor Bill Lee calls for an order of protection law to keep guns away from dangerous individuals. Mm. And, of course, strengthening our background check system mm-hmm. as well. Capitulating to the mob is what I call it. Uh, so that's great, Bill Lee. I'm going to not vote for you again now. That's awesome. <laughs> Just like I didn't last time. I'm going to not vote for you harder think, this time. Isn't he up after two terms anyway? This is oh, his I second term. so No clue. I don't know how that works. Okay, so like I said, several of these really fast, and now we get to one that's going to have several things in it. We're saving time right now because we've got several things for Dumb Bleep number seven, and we've got a what is potentially the craziest, most infuriating, most gaslit article, disgusting, asinine article that I've personally read on the show that we're going to be doing for number 10. It's bad. I'm not trying to bias anyone in anyone's, uh, any, any certain direction. Yeah, you are. No, I'm not. You're, you're speaking it's at the It's not polls. that I hope it's going to get dumb bleep of the year. You're trying to That's sw- not what it sway is. people at the polls. Mm. Okay. Let's go through a few different David Hogg Orange Square. This Orange Square, by the way, is in solidarity against gun violence or something. It's a thing he's trying to do Mm. right now. Okay. Okay. Go ahead, Charlie. David Hogg tweets, It's not teachers making kids liberal. It's the fact that Republicans have failed to protect an entire generation and kids live in constant fear of being slaughtered in their schools. And he uh, posts a... uh, Research by Pew Research, sorry, a chart by Pew Research in an article that gun deaths among U.S. children and teens rose 50% in two years. So we went from about 1,700 to 2,500, 2,600. So two years, 50%. That's too many. I don't agree with it. I don't like any gun deaths. Uh, There's a couple dumb things here. One, it's weird it spikes up right there in 2020 and 2021. Almost like something... I don't know, crazy happened that changed the mental state of like everyone in the country and led to more crime and more despair and stuff like that. Drug use was up. Drug use. Alcoholism was up. Suicides were up. I don't know. Unexplainable. Now, he would want you to believe that all of those are people, kids who died in school shootings, essentially. And it's almost none of them. That it's Republicans' fault. Yeah. Yeah. That's the other part. That's the other part. It's not teachers making kids little. It's it's Republicans have failed to protect an entire generation. As if there's just some magic wand you can wave and all this stuff is going to go away. And he still acts like we're just going to take all the guns, like he's just going to remove all the guns from society, which is an absolute impossibility. Mm-hmm. It's not going to happen. That's just one of David Hogg tweets. He says there's two different ones here. I had to stack them on each other because there were enough of them. One of them, he says... Shouldn't be easier to get a gun than it is to get a car. Now, I don't know if you know this, but anyone who has the money to get a car can get a car. (laughs) That's basically the rules. Yeah. Those are the rules for buying a car. Yeah. (laughs) So. I think you do have to have a license. Do you have to have a license to buy a car? I think so. Why? Why would you have to have a license to buy a car? I I don't know, but they always ask for your license. Oh, I'm not sure about that. Hmm. I mean, I co-signed on a car when I didn't have a license. Maybe you don't. Maybe I'm so, wrong about that. I'm, I'm not willing sure. to be wrong. Yeah. 
We'll see. Maybe you have to have a license everywhere, or maybe it's a, a Costco says you don't need a license. You're just buying an object. Doesn't mean you can operate it after that. But, but you can still buy it. Yeah. Uh, he also says well, I it, guess even if you're older and you buy one for like someone else who has a license, why couldn't you? Purchase something. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. I it could is, be wrong. It is insane to me. Conservatives continue saying Conservatives continue saying they need guns to fight the tyrannical government as they literally advocate for militarization of the police and more law enforcement. Now, I don't in, I don't entirely disagree with what he's saying there. Libertarians generally against the militarization of law enforcement. Okay. But I will draw a line between the difference in your local police force and fighting the tyrannical government, the U.S. federal government as well. Could be some differences right Mm -hmm. there. And I'm sick of people saying that we don't need guns to fight the tyrannical government. That's why we need the guns. That's why we have the Second Amendment, is to fight the government. If we need to. I will not be apologetic on this. Okay, there's two separate... This looks like the same thing in a thread, but these are two separate tweets right there, Charlie. This guy gets a lot of views, too. Oh, yeah. He's a big deal. Quote, David Hogg again. The only thing that stops a bad guy with a gun is a good guy with a gun. Well, if that's the case, why don't we just replace all of our fire ex- fire extinguishers with flamethrowers? God, this guy's, these, this guy's analogies are so bad. The left really can't analogize things. Uh-uh. They can't do it. Now, so, I think what he's advocating for is banning fires. If you want to go down his analogy, but also right there, there is a thing, and I, I was going to bring this up. Dan, has he ever heard of a controlled yeah, burn? You do. The part of fighting fire is with fire sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a real thing. Yeah, just ask your local forestry officers. Yeah, <laughs> they'll the other, tell you. The other thing we use is water. You know, so another thing. It's not like, but what I'm it, saying is, inside of this analogy, he would be saying that we should obviously just ban fire. Right. Then you won't. You know, and you won't need water. You don't need extinguishers to fight fires. Yeah. You don't need to do any of that stuff. So Senator Rock, uh, Rick Scott, Rock, Rick, Senator Rick Scott <laughs> tweeted, My friend Tommy Elliott was killed today in Louisville. He was my banker for many years. This news is very shocking and sad for Ann and me. He did so much in the Louisville community, and we pray for his family during this awful time. To which David Hogg replied and said, Must be tough knowing you're complicit. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> if I could punch that kid in the face, yeah, I would. Wrong kid died. <laughs> what the hell? These inconsiderate narcissistic pricks. Yeah. That is a real that's a that's a real um douchebag kind of thing to say, you know. Jesus. Once again, I'm you're sorry, responsible. I just got all upset there. If you don't and- support if you don't support uh, whatever it is David Hogg wants to do, then you are complicit in anyone that is ever killed by a gun. Look, I don't advocate for violence. Mm-hmm. But if given the opportunity, I don't know if my hand could stop itself from meeting his face. Yeah. I'm not saying I would do something. I just don't know if I could stop that from happening. Like mentally, you'd probably try to stop him, right? You're, you just can't guarantee that you'd be able to. I can't guarantee yeah. it. Yeah. It's out of your control at that point. I got you. I'm not making any threats. I just want to be clear here. Mm -hmm. All right. (laughs) Next thing. 
I'm putting an orange tile next to my name on Twitter to show I'm with the moral majority of Americans who want a, who want stronger gun laws. If you support gun reform, put an orange tile next to your name on Twitter. To do this, just go to the edit. Okay, in case you're <laughs> an idiot. And in this, he is tweeting out uh, a retweet comment of the K through 12 school shooting database which says there have been 104 shootings at schools so far this year. Now, Charlie, do you agree with 104 shootings at schools so far this year? No. Okay, that's good. What constitutes a school shooting? I'm glad you asked, Charlie. I didn't think you were going to. I thought you were just going to move right on past this. (laughs) But don't worry. I brought some stuff just in case we had time. Mm. So I go on to the K through 12 school shooting database and I look at the year of our Lord 2023. And it does in fact say that there's been 104 school shootings so far. They did retweet their chart and a post from them on Twitter. So I just went through some of them. Half of those, by the way, have no victims. No deaths, no victims. Basically a gun went off around the school. Gun doesn't even have to go off. Just oh. so you know. Okay. For apparently for a couple of the things, because you can click on each individual thing and read a brief synopsis of what happened. All right. So here's one no victims uh, whatsoever. An elementary school over the Rhine was placed on lockdown Wednesday morning due to a police pursuit. The suspect, by the way, entered a school through a window. Police said it all started when officers responded to shots fired call that came in just after 8 a.m. on Antique Street. So then police pursuit. Police said it appears it was an incident where shots were fired into the air. The suspect that they chased went into a school and they apprehended him in the school. And this went down as a school shooting. Did he even have a gun on him? Uh, I'm not sure if he actually, if they, if he had a gun on him or not. Did they mention that? I mean, he was found in the building by cafeteria staff and taken out of the building where he was taken into custody by police. Yeah. So people that worked in the cafeteria found him in the basement and said, hey, you need to get out. Yeah. Let's come outside. This is a guy that supposedly fired a gun into the air at some point in time. You chased him. He went into a school, K-12 school shooting database. It was reported as a school shooting. Reports this. And David Hogg's tweet. How about another one? Uh, The next one. A 33-year-old man was seen walking down the street with a gun toward an elementary school. So the school went on lockdown. He fired shots near the school, and then he committed suicide in the cemetery next to the school. And this is a school shooting. School shooting. How Mm. about that? Yep. How about according to the police at 6.47 p.m., MCPD officers responded to 2700 Spartan Road to reports of a shooting that took place. Police stated their investigation determined that an altercation in the parking lot led to a shooting. The shooter fled, and there were no injuries. So this was after school, out in the parking lot. Someone said that there was a shot that was fired. Don't know whether or not it was a student or if it was just people hanging out in the parking lot. This is a school shooting. Man holding a gun was seen at the new Manchester High School Special Olympics event being held in the football stadium. Uh, When security approached him, he ran from the stadium to a nearby residence. And when police confronted him, he fired shots at the officers. That is a school shooting. Mm. A teacher committed suicide in the school parking lot during afternoon classes. The school went on lockdown. This is a school shooting. (laughs) 
According to the Durham County Sheriff's Office, the gum was found on a 14-year-old who allegedly used it to rob another student. The investigation started just before 2 p.m. after the school resource officer received a tip about a possible armed robbery. The SRO, student resource officer, found the student who still had the handgun with an extended magazine and items taken from the student who was robbed. This is a school shooting. The gun was never, never even fired. Fired. Student was robbed at gunpoint near the front door of the school. The gun went off during the robbery and struck the school building. Okay, so we got a gun going off, and the school was in fact shot. <laughs> There's, a, is hole, a, there's a hole in the brick. <laughs> yeah. 23-year-old man fired shots outside the school. He was arrested by police. Oh, sounds like I just got in the trade. <laughs> yeah. 23-year-old man fired shots outside the school, arrested by police. The school was not targeted, and the shooting was related to illegal drugs. This is a school shooting. That's a school shooting. A parent pointed a gun at another parent during an argument at a youth basketball game. Police responded for reported shots fired, but determined that no shots were fired. This is a school shooting. <laughs> kind of fun, right? <laughs> this is so ridiculous. 37 students were shot by three men with pellet guns while running on the track during gym class. All the students were evaluated by the school nurse and did not have injuries. Three men detained at a nearby gas station, three men were the detained at a nearby gas station and charged with 38 counts of aggravated battery. That was in Marion, Illinois. Yeah. That's close to this where this year Nate and I went to high school. This is a school shooting. Pellet guns. Pellet guns. Don't go shoot kids <laughs> with pellet guns. That's ridiculous. An Estes Park police officer. <clears throat> an Estes Park police officer accidentally discharged one round into the floor at the elementary school. No one was injured. This is a school shooting, according to the K through twelve school shooting database. They're lying to you. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> God. Now, I wonder why the chart looks like that, by the way. So imagine, so these are basically mm -hmm. self-reported incidents. Mm -hmm. Now imagine back in the 70s and 80s and 90s, they didn't report think they were stupid shit like that. Or do you that. think they were counting that? Yeah. No. They yeah. absolutely weren't. <clears throat> no. This is ridiculous. Okay, so that's all number seven, David Hogg might be the stupidest thing <laughs> I've ever seen in my life. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Well, we're always growing and changing, so getting to know yourself can be a lifelong process. One thing I learned is self-awareness. I learned how to understand situations from different points of view. Over time, we learn what our personal boundaries are and what we need to find meaning and happiness in our lives. BetterHelp connects you with a licensed therapist who can take you on that journey of self-discovery from wherever you are. I've used a therapy. It can be very beneficial. My life has gotten immensely better since trying it. And Charlie does it too. In fact, he's been a BetterHelp customer for years. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out the brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Discover your potential with BetterHelp. That's betterhelp.com slash GML today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash GML. Okay, Marianne Williamson, Charlie, uh, number eight. She tweets, when the founders wrote the Second Amendment, the largest guns they had were muskets. They were, they were cannons. Those are, bigger, those are bigger guns. The modern bullet had not yet been invented. They could only shoot one bullet at a time. 
Today's assault weapon would be like the power of a cannon to them. They had cannons. They had cannons. <laughs> the Second Amendment is not a legitimate reason to ban assault weapons. Ban them. To not ban assault weapons. Oh, sorry. The Second Amendment is not a legitimate reason not to ban. I just don't like double negatives, so I my brain yeah, tunes them work. out. Ban them now. And she even edited this, by the way. I don't know what the original tweet was. Still <clears throat> too dumb to realize <laughs> that they had cannons. Not only even that. Even regular citizens had cannons. Charles, we're not even going to go down that road of trying to argue from the reality that she wants to argue from. The Second Amendment doesn't just cover the, the weapons that they had in that time in the same way that the First Amendment doesn't cover only those things or that the Fourth Amendment doesn't cover only those things. Number three gets lost, but we're still not going to be forced to quarter any soldiers. Okay, I will die on this hill. Yeah. Okay, it's not going to happen. Strong Third Amendment supporter. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so uh, that's not what it's for. Is because those are the weapons that people had at the time. These are the weapons that the that the British Army had. These are the weapons that these people had, and that's that what they were fighting against each other with. If the British Army would have had AR-15s, and our army would have had AR-15s, then that's what the people who wrote the Second Amendment were saying everyone could have, because it's literally so you can fight the government. Mm -hmm. Okay, it's not so you can hunt. It's not so you can defend your house. It's so the government doesn't become too tyrannical. That's it. That's it. All right. That's it. Before we get to number 10, I had to throw some filler in here. Okay. Something just to laugh at. Okay. Because we're going to need some laughter in our lives. Before the anger before, starts. Before number 10. We're already mad. Yeah. But the anger is really going to come into play. In New York City, they have now announced, sworn in, their new rat czar. Because there's a rat problem. Not only did they do that, but they had a press conference. They gave a speech about the, this war on rats. <laughs> it was a, a monumental occasion. This isn't real. It's a real thing. This isn't real. It's an actual thing. Yeah. And so uh, let's just hear how serious the situation is. As New York City's first director of rodent mitigation, I will bring a science and systems-based approach to reducing New York City's rat population. With a strong focus on cutting off the food, water, and shelter rats need to survive. And ensure every New Yorker is prepared to take up this mantle in this fight. Pizza rat may live in infamy, but rats and the conditions that support their thriving will no longer be tolerated in New York City. No more dirty curbs, unmanaged spaces, or brazen burrowing. There's a new sheriff in town. <laughs> Everyone and with did your laugh, help, so that's we'll good. send those rats packing. <laughs> you hear her voice shaking. She's so nervous that this she's, is a, that she's getting paid. She's and like, this is a real job. I just replied to this job listing on Indeed. It just asked if I'd ever killed a rat before. I said, hell yeah, I killed rats before. I didn't think I was going to be standing at a podium giving speeches <laughs> in front of the New York Times and Reuters and all that. Yeah. Are, they, are we going to have a rat signal? Nice. <laughs> I like that. That was good. You know, probably need one. Okay. The fun's over, Charlie. 
Mm-hmm. It's time to get serious. Do you want to you want to double team this one, or yeah. how do you want to do? It? Okay, so from Sarah Jones in New York Magazine. The parental rights movement actively threatens the safety and well-being of children and, by extension, democracy itself. Jesus! These people. And this is a real article. And I am going to say these people. Mm. I'm I'm so tired of it. And you're not going to say who these people are. They can self-identify as people who agree with what this dumb bitch is saying in this article. Oh, my God. The the real threat is you, Sarah. (laughs) And everyone who thinks like you do. Okay, uh, let's let's go through some of this. Children are not property. In New York Magazine, starts with a quote from the book of Proverbs. Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. To certain right-wing Christians, the concept is simple. A child can be broken or stamped into shape much like any domesticated animal. Though all parents hope they'll pass their values onto their children, for some that hope is more of a mandate. Authoritarianism is gospel to modern conservatives. Mm. Nowhere is that clearer than in their assaults on the children. The architects of state bans on gender-affirming care for minors say falsely that children are at risk from predatory physicians and activists A gender cult destroys families, claimed conservative commentator Matt Walsh. The real sin isn't that trans youth will suffer, but that the parental grip might loosen from these tyrannical authoritarian parents. If you don't turn your children over to us Mm -hmm. to mutilate their genitals, then that's that's the crime. That's the authoritarianism. Yeah. And actually, it's the fact that parents want to teach their kids or even control their kids at all. It's this idea that you should even try to control your children. That is inherent for the authoritarian right. Bailey said, are we going to have to start losing our kids in boating accidents along with our firearms? (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. It's possible to draw a line. Now, uh, she goes on talking for a little bit about some of the recent child labor law bills in certain states. We haven't talked about those at all, but I guess making it possible for younger uh, teens to work at some places. I really haven't looked into it that much. It's possible to draw a line between the push for child labor and the rights attacks on trans children. In each case, conservatives betray a conviction that a child is the property of parents. Because parents own their children, they can dispose of the child as they see fit. They can deny them the evidence-based medical care. They can put a child to work. They can make sure a child is sheltered from the dangers of a serious education. When a child goes hungry, that's because a parent isn't caring for their property. And what a person does with their property is their right. Jesus. Like any piece of property a child has value to conservative activists, they are key to a future the conservatives want to win. Parental rights are merely one path to the total capture of state power and the imposition of authoritarian hierarchy on us all. Now, now well, go ahead. Are children property for the parents? No. I don't think so either. I think it's, uh, I think children are. A responsibility for parents, for the person that brings them into the world. It's different from your normal property rights 
Uh, for instance, you know, I own this mouse. Not a mouse. Calm down, rat lady. <laughs> it's not a real it's like mouse. It's a computer mouse. Okay? <laughs> We're outside of your jurisdiction right now. <laughs> okay? You're not coming for me. <laughs> I, own, I own this mouse. I don't want to break it. I own this hat. Okay? This is my property right here. Now, I can choose to wear it and I can be all kind with it. You know, I can play with it and caress it, you know? Or you can set it or on I fire. Or I can look at it and I can see it's a cowboy's hat. And I can take it and rip it up and throw it down on the ground and destroy it. Set it on fire. And later I can be like, oh, what happened to my hat? Okay. Now that's what I can do with property. When it comes to a person and whether or not they are your property, even if it is your child that you reared, <laughs> bear, <laughs> bore onto the world. Uh, okay. It's your responsibility as a parent. But you can't treat them like you would normal property. That is where. And what Dan makes the distinction here, he says, you own the responsibility to raise your children. Yes. That is your property. That is your intellectual, your moral, you know, that property that, that you have. Uh, that it is your responsibility to take care of the child. Now, even as libertarians and some people, anarchists or whatever, I do think that if a parent is going to harm their children, that someone has the right to come in and protect that child from harm, okay? And so that's where this whole thing gets really, really fuzzy. Uh, do you want to go on with the state laws passed by conservative Republicans? Well, I wanted to say real quick that she makes a lot of false statements here, which is they can deny them evidence-based medical care. Yeah. The evidence-based, especially for trans care, because that's what she's going to go into here, by the way, is so far-fetched that it's disgusting. Mm -hmm. And for mm -hmm. them to say, well, look at the research, the research is that they point to is not science at all. It's completely made up, basically. And um, they're using it as their gospel to say, yeah. if you deny a trans kid their right, or not even if you deny, if you don't affirm Mm. The feelings of your child, you're denying them evidence-based care, which is <clears throat> completely a, which is a completely false choice to begin with, yep. because there is no evidence-based medical care for mutilating the genitals of a child. The only evidence-based they have are some studies <laughs> that that explicitly followed uh, people who went through transitioning for 12 months during the process of when they started it. And after, after they did it and they followed people for 12 months and they showed that the, uh, the suicidal ideation dropped by, I don't know, like 70% or something like that, I think is the number, uh, during those 12 months when you got what you wanted, what you felt like you wanted, you got affirmed, you got to go through this process. Now it doesn't and follow you were receiving for, all the validation. Yes. It doesn't follow for after that, for later in life when you realize that you can't have any sexual pleasure or that you maybe made a bad decision and you should have just gotten a butterfly tattoo on your foot or something like that, you know? And, and so no offense. Okay. 21. I think they're great. I love butterflies. Yeah. Okay. I just don't like feet. That's why I said that. Yep. State <laughs> laws passed by conservative Republicans have made LGBTQ children in particular more vulnerable to abuse at home by practically requiring schools to out them to their parents. 
The denial of gender-affirming care is another act of violence. Yep. Far-right activists invent tales of wanton surgeries on minors and irreversible hormonal treatments. Those are not tales, by the way. Yeah, now they... You know, it's tough to tell exactly what people are doing, but they're not running around, uh, first off, they're not running around like cutting the penises off of a seven-year-old or anything like that, okay? They will do these top surgeries, as everyone's becoming accustomed to now, I guess, these top surgeries on younger teen girls. Uh, They'll do things like that. And they will do hormone therapy, which interrupts your development, messes up your development, causes problems for the rest of your life uh, afterwards. Uh, so it's also um, being linked to cancer. Yeah, there's and all kinds of things. Yeah. Um. So in doing so, they obscure the high suicide rate among LGBT youth who need gender affirming care as a matter of life or death. What about the suicide rate of those who have transitioned later on in life? We don't want to talk about those, do we? No. Well, that's just because of society in general. Yeah, probably. In the home and at school, children must also fear gun violence in the name of the Second Amendment. Adults who encourage the proliferation of guns do so knowing well that children will die. In their hierarchy, the adult right to a gun is worth more than the child's right to live. Reduced to the level of a collectible or or a beloved pet, the child is not a person to the right. (sighs) see why we did the rap video before this one yeah you know only the unborn are spared the rights cruelty conservatives claim personhood for the fetus who cannot disobey disobey or requires nothing but a womb whereas once a child is born they're totally fine with crushing up the child and cutting its head off and like sending it through a tube. Totally fine with that. Yeah. It's only like in the womb that they try to protect the child from that kind of thing. Yeah. Afterwards you know? they, yeah. <laughs> okay. Just making sure. Afterwards they're fine with <laughs> chopping the child up and <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, no problem. Not taking care of them or anything. No problem at all. That was sarcasm. But okay. Yeah. Cool. Sarcasm. The fetus is more valuable than the child because the fetus is a means to an end. The subjugation of women. The problem is people like this, I think, really believe this. And I, I, I laugh because it's so sad that mm-hmm. I don't know what to do about it. Because I'm like, I feel badly for you, honestly. I am sorry that she feels this way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Once born, a child's value depreciates. The parental right to train the child takes precedence over the child's basic rights. There are ways to circumvent a child's established right to an education, as conservatives know. Homeschooling laws are so lax in the U.S. that thousands of children have essentially disappeared into an academic void. As as opposed to the government-run schools that are just do an amazing job. Yeah. With everyone. Exactly. Mm Mm-hmm. Even if a child goes to public school, chronic underfunding deprives many children, especially in poor areas, of a sound education. (sighs) You just uh, erase some things, and so it 
Did I really? It completely, uh, it moved. There you go. The article. Is it back? Nope. That's my bad. Okay. Well, it's on the screen right now. Okay, here we go. <clears throat> in, much of the con- in much of the country, trans youth aren't treated like people with medical needs, but political targets. This is ownership, and the U.S. rarely interferes. There is one exception to the right's belief in absolute parental rule. Trans-affirming parents. A defiant parent is a threat to the right. They've stepped out of place and must be subdued. No, ma'am, you have stepped out of place and you must be subdued. I'm no longer participating in this delusion that, like, do you know how different men and women are? I do. By the way. Yeah. It's not, at a chromosomal level, right? It's not just that it's in your DNA and then that leads to women having breasts and a vagina and uh, a uterus and men having uh, testicles and a penis and no breasts. That's not the well, only cases. things that separate men and women. Did you know almost every single one of your cells in your body is either male or female? Okay. Do you know that women, a woman's heart is made up of female heart cells that actually <clears throat> suffer from different arrhythmia and things than, <coughs> than, a male's, going down. than a male's doves. And that goes for literally every cell in your body, just about. There are some that aren't that way, but the majority of your cells that have a nucleus, which almost all of them do, um, are literally male or female. And they have different roles. So they are different, is what Charlie's trying to tell everyone right now. The reality of gender-affirming care is a, that's all delusional. And we're going to call it what it is. It's, um, it's psychotic. It's mutilation. It's abuse. Yeah. Uh, is what it is. Um, I, when they talk about this, uh, there is one exception to the right's belief in absolute parental rule, trans-affirming parents. There are other exceptions, by the way, and it would be anyone else who tries to physically harm their child. Uh, you know, you're beating the crap out of your child. You stab your child with a knife. You know, you shoot them, do something like that. In fact, even people on the right would believe that those parents should lose the rights to their child or that they shouldn't be able to harm their child. Also. If you're an alcoholic or drug addict. All kinds of stuff. Yeah. And so, no, it's not the one exception being parents who want to affirm their trans kid. It's actually anyone who is abusive to their children. Okay. All right. Next thing. A defi- what, and follows that, that up by <clears throat> saying they've stepped out of place and must be subdued. And that's where I was like, no, ma'am, you have <laughs> stepped out of place. In this perspective, rights aren't innate. They're determined instead by a person's place in the conservative hierarchy. The opposite view, the correct one, the one that she holds, that everyone has rights by the virtue of their humanity. Which is true, by the way. The rights that she decides that you have, by the way, requires us to change the way we commonly think of children. Liberals aren't immune to the belief that children are property. The mainstream fear-mongering over trans youth tells us that much. Yet combating the power of the parental rights movement requires an answering conviction, requires an answering conviction in the rights of children. We can see them as people. Uniquely vulnerable, yes, but nevertheless, people who have independent minds and will develop private lives of their own. And they you stop trying to control your kids. And they can when they're 18. 
Children are not dogs to train, but adults in formation. They will learn someday soon that the future belongs to them, that they do with that knowledge, that what they do with that knowledge matters to everyone. Children aren't private property then, but a public responsibility. A public responsibility. To expand our democratic project to children is to grant them the security the right seeks to deny them. Education, health care, shelter, food, a better America begins with a child. And what she's advocating for here is that the right way to approach this in order to change the landscape of America is to indoctrinate and manipulate children to grow up thinking like they do. Yeah. And not the other way around. It's literally just she wants to be able to. She's saying to expand our democratic project to children. They're going. They're like, well. It's a public responsibility, by the way, Charlie. She's saying we're going to democratically raise your children. But my thing is, is how long did they talk about, oh, we're not coming for your children. It's not about (laughs) the children. We're adults. We just want to play dress up. Just like no one was coming for your guns. You know, we just, we just want to play dress up. Let adults be adults. Love is love. <laughs> That's not where we are right no, now. They've been coming for, for your children the whole time. And it's absolutely disgusting. And, you know, I've tried to, I've tried to be better understanding of, let's say, trans adults. Um, and I've tried to be, I guess, in a lib- libertarian sense, that you're free to do what you want as long as you don't harm people and take their stuff. But this ideology is so corrosive. I I feel like I'm leaning more towards taking the Matt Walsh route. (laughs) And, yeah. And because it, because I'm, I feel like I'm becoming, I'll say it righteously angry at people like Sarah Jones, who disgustingly admit that they want to manipulate and indoctrinate your children and mutilate them um, over your right to protect your children. This We've made it to a point in society where somehow we got to a point where people could just openly advocate for what I, what we, what is child abuse. And they get to act like they're on the moral high ground on the subject. And it's not the case. They're wrong. There's something mentally wrong with these people. They are, they are incorrect. I don't care where their feelings are on the matter, what happened to them in their lives that led them to this place. We're not going to capitulate to it because you're literally trying to abuse children. Children do require some control from the parents. You can't just let them do whatever the hell they want to do. They could do all sorts of different bodily harm to themselves. Why not let them drive a car? Why don't we just openly, I mean... Might as well let them get tattoos. That's fine. You can, I mean, that's not going to change your life yeah. forever. Okay. That, that's different. But where does this end? No, you, you end when it comes to physical harm in the child. The child cannot actually make a decision for the rest of their lives. That's why they're kids. That's why we have parents. That's why they live with their parents. Because kids make really dumb decisions. Because they're not thinking about the future like you're supposed to. It's hard enough to get adults to think about the future instead of the now. We're becoming more and more like children the further in time we go right now, <laughs> you know, that's really what's happening. She's yeah. a child. Sarah, whatever the hell her name is, is basically just an eight-year-old girl making an argument that the parents should be able to tell her what to do. 
Only she can write decently. She's a better manipulator than Moshe. I've seen some manipulative kids. Okay. <laughs> yeah. They'll do it. All right. Let's get the votes in. Get they're your already, votes in. They're already in the thing. I'll count them back uh, for the people listening right now. Number one was the Krasenstein talking about the top secret documents leaker. And of course, uh, should we blame Trump on this? Like people blame the shooting on transgenderism. I just found that pretty dumb. Uh, governor of Texas is endorsing the murdering of black people by wanting to pardon a white guy who killed a white guy. Uh, number three, the FBI documents associating based and red pill with extremism. Number four, the, the BBC is very upset about government-funded media label from Twitter. They want you to know that they are funded by the British public through a license fee that people are forced to pay or they'll go to jail. Number five, all the crap that happened in Tennessee. We got Kamala Harris coming in. They're all whining and complaining about this manipulative idea of democracy where if they don't get to talk over everyone else and take away other people's rights, then we don't have democracy. And in addition to the Tennessee stuff, Gloria Johnson says that someone wants to bring back lynchings. He did say he wanted to bring back hanging, potentially. Okay, that's not the same thing. Just so everyone knows. Number six, Bill Lee, governor of Tennessee, capitulating to the woke mob. Bunch of crazy kids out there throwing stuff around. And he says, okay, well, we'll do a couple gun control things. See if that holds you guys back. It might for a few seconds until they come back again, and then you give them just a little bit more stuff again. It happens one stupid law at a time. Number seven, all the dumb David Hogg quotes about guns. We don't have to go through all of them. Uh, one of the dumber ones, I would say, is the fire extinguisher. <laughs> Said if that's the if it's the case of the... Uh, who stops a bad guy with a gun is a good guy with a gun, then why don't we replace fire extinguishers with flamethrowers? Great. And then also, Rick Scott talking about his friend killed in Louisville, and David Hogg says it must be tough to know that you're complicit. And then we went through the K-12 shooting database. That was fun. Yeah. I enjoy that. That's going to be a good clip putting on there. Marianne Williamson talking about when the founders wrote the Second Amendment, largest guns they had were muskets. Well, hell, let's just go back to muskets. And slaves, and we'll all just shit on the floor because that's what they had when they wrote the Constitution. No toilets. <laughs> <laughs> Number nine, we tried to break it up with the uh, the rat czar and <laughs> mayor of Ratville, Kathleen Karate. She's from the uh, the Kansas City rat mob, but they brought her in the New York to to take care of business in there. Yeah. Well, maybe she'll have some success. I don't. I don't know. I don't want to judge her. And then number ten, I just why they do a press conference and stuff for it. I mean, I guess I know it's fun and all that, but it costs them a little bit of money and time to do that. You know? Yeah, that's just ridiculous. Number ten, Sarah Jones. Parental rights movement is threatening the safety and well-being of children and democracy itself. All right, get your votes in, folks. One through ten. Go get your votes in if you're part of the live group. You can uh, join the live group by going to joingml.com or godhatesfeds.com to pick up some merch, and there's also a link to go to the Fed Haters Club. So, Fed Haters Club, you want to be a part of it. This is how you vote every single week on <clears throat> Dumb Bleep of the Week, and also, I guess, White Pill Wednesday now. People are voting for the whitest yeah, yeah. pill in the stack. Um. No red pills, though, because we don't want to end up on a government list. Oh, it's okay? too late for that. So using terms like red pill and based and stuff, those are extreme. Uh, go to Nate's Crash Course to learn about the market 
and share the show with your friends and family. Look uh, who's winning. We have a tie. We need someone to pull a, pull a vote. <laughs> Tell you what, whoever voted for uh, Marion Williamson, give it up and give that vote to someone else. <laughs> you can you can make a tie break. <laughs> Me? Yeah. Uh, let's see what happened here. Now it looks like the, uh, for some reason, I thought it was the NYC press conference. It's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, <laughs> it's number, not. It's the parents. Okay, parents, children are not your property. Sarah Jones. That's how I sum that up. Going once, going twice. And we're sold to the lady in the second row. She's all an right. eight, she's a nine, she's a ten, I know. All right, everyone. All right, y'all, do all the things I said while the Fed Haters Club was voting. And if you do all that, we'll be back again on Monday. Hope you have a good day and a good morning, Liberty. Let me start off with two words. Made in America. Made in America. I kind of put those together. You know, made. Maiden. Made in America. I think it's made in America.